everybody, welcome back to another episode of Before the Downbeat, a musical podcast. I am your host, uh, Fearless Ginger, uh, I don't know what else to describe myself as. I'm Mackenzie. Do you remember your name? I hope so. Um, and (laughs) you've already heard our, my lovely co-host and Canadian B. Arthur, director extraordinaire. Autumn Smith. Hello, everyone. We are back again for another fun episode. And mm. we, this will be our Ooh. second, no, third Lloyd Webber this season. Oh, as we yes. have already done Superstar, we have done Cats. Oh. And we are now going to tackle, which which is my personally my favorite of the Lloyd Webber uh, canon. One of, I think, his most complex Scores vocally and character-wise, and that is what Autumn. Avita, Evita Peron, the Santa Barnista. Do 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 do. We are now talking about the famous rock opera concept album Evita. Yes. So uh, this is one I chose, mm-hmm. and I would have chosen it though. I, I do like this one. This is one I'm surprised you have yet to direct. I, I feel this one is just calling for you to direct it. I would love to direct this. Mm. We'll talk about how I my idea for it. So okay, okay, can't wait. Yeah, that'll be a side combo. Uh, when we're off mic. Uh, either way, though, this musical is by far my favorite Lloyd Webber, as I've said. I love watching the rise and fall of Ava. Mm-hmm. And it, the music just captures her wonderfully. Like, she was this all-star woman. And yes. she just comes in. And as much as I know Patty Lapone hates the fact that these score is, like, ridiculously stupidly high, uh, it it just captures her. It just captures this all-powerful woman of, of Argentina. And yes, it has so many memorable songs that, like, choosing th- top three was, like, a Sophie's Choice level, where it was just, ugh, there were so many rotating choices. And this is one of those few really good musicals, like A Mama Rose, where oh, the yeah. actress who plays Ava is, like, top-notch. Like, this is a star-making performance, whether you're Patti Lapone or Elaine Page... Like, this musical is a star turn performance, because what you have to do in this show is... Madonna. Madonna. You know what? As much as people give her... Even Patti Lapone gives her shit for doing it. I go, even though they had to lower the keys mm-hmm. for her, I go, filmically smart decision. And in fact, she could sing the part on her own without having it to dub. And 
she and she like Ava comes in is, is a real life person who's come in as a tour de force in her own right. They are both incredibly self-made women. Yes, and that's exactly it. And oppor- opportunists, yep. and climbers. Yeah, and we will talk about the film because I have notes all about are, that. They are unrelenting in their quest. Yes, to be something other than what they were born mm-hmm. into. Absolutely, and they both succeeded. Yeah. I think they're both incredible Absolutely. women. Absolutely. Uh, yes. We will talk about the film because I have lots of notes on that too because I watched a whole documentary about the making of that film. So fascinating. Yeah. Uh, Plot-wise, for anybody who doesn't know what Evita is, uh, it is a musical following the life of Argentina's first lady, Eva Perón, from her uh, departure of, from her small town of Junín uh, to her rise up the social ranks to becoming Juan Perón's partner and ultimately his wife, and the first lady of Argentina. Uh, she then helps and puppet masters Juan into uh, remaining in power after there's been quite a bit of turmoil in the office with many military coups, and she's able to sway the uh, people of Argentina. And unfortunately, as in many uh, great tragedies, just as she reaches the pinnacle of becoming, and I think she would have become, the vice president of Argentina, or maybe the president, or maybe why the president. Be the, why be the vice? Well, president? I think I think I think she understood that there still to be a male figure in the top spot, but which is too bad because she was actually doing the job. Exactly, but she unfortunately gets uh, ovarian cancer and oh, died. She was ovarian. Cancer. It was, and uh, her own second wife also died of ovarian cancer. So wow, talk about a weird quinky dink. Um, but she dies on, at the untimely age of 33 and the show ends with her body disappearing for 17 years. And we can get into the history of where her body went. Cause that was a it's fascinating kind of a Jesus moment. Isn't it, it is. Yes. Body disappearing. Yes. That's great. Um, but as Autumn pointed out before we started off Mike, that we've kind of covered everybody on the production. We've done their bios. We, I mean, we, we can do, I mean, we can do a quick rundown of who was who. Shall on we the recap? team, we can do a quick recap of who was on the team. We don't have to do their bios again. I don't think we will do a quick recap. So who was on him? Who? This is a Lord Lloyd Webber. Baron now. He's Baron. Oh, he's a Baron now. It's so much easier to say Baron Lloyd Webber than Lord Lloyd Webber. Mm-hmm. That was just hard. Yeah. Uh, composer extraordinaire did the music for this beast. Mm-hmm. Uh, the magnificent. Tim Rice. Sir Tim Rice. Sir Tim Rice. Sorry, Timmy. Uh, did the <clears throat> lyrics mm-hmm. and the uh, extraordinary um, recently gone Hal Prince yes. uh, directed mm-hmm. the original version of this. Yes. So, yeah. Yes. So, like, just talk, like, yeah, come on. Ta- three and, of the biggest names in musical theater came to the show. Like, yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. So that's kind of the big names of the show. Yep. Uh, so production history wise. Yes. Uh, following Rice and Lloyd Webber's success with Joseph and Superstar, uh, they wanted to find their next project and they didn't feel like going back to the Bible again. Uh, they wanted to shake it up. Uh, it was Tim Rice who saw a documentary of Ava and thought it'd be a great subject matter for a musical. So good oh. eye, <laughs> Tim. Like only he could think uh, that'd be a good idea for a show. Lloyd Webber. Yes. There we go. That's true. And chess. Hilarious. But Lloyd Webber agreed to uh, doing it after first rejecting the idea and instead wanted to do his first solo project, which was a musical flop called Jeeves, which is about a butler. 
Uh, so after that, Flop Team kind of went, oh, okay, going back to the with Tim now. So they set off uh, to a, a retreat on the sunny coast of France, and they wrote the show, uh, basically there. They wrote the entire thing. They just plowed through. And when they got back, they followed their same tried and trope tre- uh, trends of doing a concept album. <clears throat> and it was uh, Calm Wilkinson, the future original Jean Valjean, Maybe. who played the Greek chorus character called Che. What a circus, what a show. Argentina has gone to town. Over the death of an actress called Eva Perron We've all gone crazy Morning all day and morning all night Falling over ourselves to get all Of the misery right uh, You had Julie Covington as yeah. Eva Don't cry for me, Argentina the truth is I never left you All through my wild days My mad existence I kept my promise Don't keep your distance And Paul Jones as Juan Perron uh, Covington played Ava? In the concept album she did Right, She did. that is so true Okay, great, yes uh, the album was released worldwide in Britain, Australia, South Africa, South America, and various parts of Europe. The sales of the concept album exceeded those of Superstar. Uh, Jesus Christ Superstar, to be exact. But in the States, however, it, it it never achieved the same level of success. Once again, similar to Superstar's trajectory where yeah. they, they catch on a little bit later. Um, Covington's recording of Don't Cry From Your Argentina, originally titled It's Only... Your Lover Returning, so there's a weird title that was given to that song, doesn't flow off the tongue as well, uh, was released in October 1976, and it reached uh, number one on the UK singles charts and enjoyed similar success internationally. Uh, when record, um, when the recording was released, Lloyd Webber uh, sent a copy to the renowned American director Hal Prince and invited him to, to become involved with the eventual staging. Uh, Prince agreed, committed, uh, commenting... Any opera that begins with a funeral can't be all that bad. <laughs> but he advised them that he could not take on any new commitments for the next two years as he was doing two other projects with Sondheim. Right. So he was a bit busy at the time. Yes. Uh, in the meantime, though, Lloyd Webber and Rice reworked several elements of the show. Some songs were dropped and, and some were shortened, while others were, um, it were, uh, were introduced and some lyrics were rewritten. Uh, Prince eventually confirmed that he would be ready to start rehearsals in early 1978. Uh, so some of the big changes uh, song-wise were the song uh, The Art of the Possible was added yes. uh, at, at the direction of Hal Prince. So good. Uh, I don't like that one as much as what it originally replaced, which was, hold on, I wrote it down. What did it replace? Uh, oh, The Ladies Got Potential. Uh, and, and it was brought back for the film version with Antonio Banderas and Madonna. Mm. And it's more of a rock kind of... Like it's really kind of got a bit of a pep to it. I think you could, but I like the other one better. Either way, I get what Hal was going for with that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So when he began working on the project in May, as I suggested... 
Uh, he wanted he wanted to cut uh, uh, Chase Rock number. The ladies got potential. He requested a song to be staged uh, to chart Perron's rise to power instead. Hmm. So that's where the art of the possible came in because it became a very clear idea of musical chairs on stage hmm. of the rocking chairs because you know that's all it was. It was just guys in rocking chairs just do 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 do. Um. And oh, then the Perone. Commanders, how they sit back. And let yes. Else do their work and then slowly but surely, Perone is the only one left. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rice and Weber originally only intended Che to be a Greek chorus, not as he's known in the stage version as Che Guevara. Oh, interesting. It was Prince who liked that idea mm-hmm. uh, because, in reality, Che Guevara was in Argentina at the time of Eva. Mm-hmm. He even wanted to do a, a pesticide license for bugs. And the government denied it. And so he left for Cuba. Uh, But that was an idea that Prince really liked. And so he kept that in the show. But when they did the film version, uh, they got to go back to the original idea of uh, having Che just as a Greek chorus person who's just there. And I think that still works as a great kind of just every man popping in and out of the story. Yeah. Uh, The original West End production starred Elaine Page. Uh, as Ava, after Julie Covington declined to reprise her role from the album due to uh, her feeling she wasn't vocally up to snuff to doing that show eight nights a week. Who's that? Julie Covington. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, here's a fun thing. So Prince didn't feel Colm Wilkinson was the right fit for his idea of the character of Che, yeah. which is why Colm Wilkinson did not also come back from the album. Oh. Uh, instead, David Essex was cast as Che. Yeah, okay. Which you can see fits a little bit more with what they were going for. Yeah. Uh, other cast members included uh, Josh uh, Ackland as Perone, um, uh, um, Sobien. Siobhan. Siobhan, thank you. Sh- uh, Siobhan McCarthy, who was the original West End Donna in Mamma Mia as the uh, Perone's mistress. Yeah. And rehearsals, from all I can tell, went pretty well. There's yeah. no major kerfuffles. It was just... Thank God. Working this show out, and then it opened at the Prince Edward Theater on the twelfth, or sorry, the twenty first of June, nineteen seventy eight, and closed on the eighteenth of February, nineteen eighty six. After three thousand one hundred and seventy six performances, so decent wow. run. Like people, the Brits were liking it. Yeah. Uh, the production won the Olivier Awards for Best New Musical, Best Actress in a Musical for Elaine Page. Of course. But uh, it lost for Best Director and Best Actor for David Essex. So. Yeah. Too bad, Hal Prince. Don't worry. He gets his victory in the it's end. It's okay, Hal. You'll get like 20 more. Yeah. Uh, the, exactly. The, You'll even have a, uh, a whole thing dedicated to it's you true. at the Met. It's so. true. They're doing a whole <laughs> special... Uh, exhibit just for you, Hal. So we miss you. Uh, the original Broadway production mm. starred the now famous Patti LuPone. Patti LuPone. This was her big break. And as she talks about in her famous, wonderful memoir, she was actually out filming uh, the notoriously awful Spielberg film 1984, or sorry, 1948, uh, where she has a small little cameo role. Oh, wow. um, but she was doing that and they had to fly back to uh, New-, New York in the winter to do this audition. And she was soaked from having to stomp through the snow. So she was pissed off. And when she got wow. to the theater, uh, she saw there was a white line on the stage and she thought, oh, that's just them saying, don't cross the line. So she, she was so pissed off and angry at the world 
that she just stepped right over the line and belted out those songs in full anger, anger and um, venom. And, and then she got stuck in uh, New York and there was a big issue there. And so her flight got canceled. And the next day to get back, she didn't rebook because she didn't know to rebook at the time. She was young. Yeah. Uh, so not everybody knows that. So everybody, just so you know, when your plane is canceled, you don't just automatically get rebooked for a flight. You have to do that yourself. So yeah. do that. But do you know who saved her and got her back to LA in time to shoot her uh, cameo scene? Hal Prince. No. Superman, Christopher Reeve, because they were Juilliard friends and he was coming through the airport and he was able to get her on a flight. No way. Mm-hmm. Read oh, her memoir, sweet. Autumn. Read Patty Lapone's oh, memoir. I, I wish I had time. Do the audiobook. You, do the audiobook. You can listen to it on the way to and oh, from Muskoka to Toronto. And Patty Lapone narrates it too. So oh, well, it's then great. I'll, I'll listen to that. That's fantastic. Um, is there a. I feel like there's a story. Of what? That when she was doing Avita, mm-hmm. she got went off stage and someone said to her, You better sharpen up. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'll get into that. Okay. Uh, so Patty's issue was uh, she struggled with the vocal stamina for the role. Like, really? It was a tough slog for her because she went to Juilliard, but it wasn't a musical theater program. It was a play. It was theater. Yeah. A play. So vocally, she never been properly taught how to sing to oh. maintain the voice. So she kept bursting blood vessels in her throat. Really? Because something I learned when reading her book was when she went to the throat doctor... Turns out women, during their time of the month, their throat blood vessels become engorged. And when they're singing, it can pop, which then fills the voice box with blood, which then makes it tough to sing. And that's why a lot of back in the day, female opera singers could cancel performances during that time because vocally they could wreck their voice. No way. And that's why Kylie had to go get the blood vessels in her throat cauterized. So it wouldn't happen. No shit. Wow. You can learn a lot from this book that she wrote. It's fantastic. You have to do the audiobook, Autumn. Like, do it. It's wow. worth it. You do a five-hour trek from Muskoka to well, Toronto. It's, it's, an, it's an eight-hour book. You'll finish it. Oh, in, you can do it in two days. Yeah. It's, fit, it's beautiful. It tracks your whole career from childhood to 2000 Needs Gypsy. And everything in between from her oh, historical accounts from Fan- from Fontaine and Les Mis to, um, to uh, Sunset Boulevard and all the trials and tribulations like Weber put her through in that hellhole, uh, to Avita, to her time on TV as Libby Thatcher and Life Goes On. And, oh, it's great. It's fantastic. It's, I, I've done, I, the amount of times I've read that book and done the audio You're book. hilarious. I, I even it. brought that book over to London with me when I saw her in company. And got her to sign it. No, you did not. I did she did. sign it? Yeah, I have it in my room. I'll show you. Oh my God, that's awesome. She signed my book, uh, which I love. But either way, Patty Lapone struggled with it vocally. And so she repeatedly was out um, of the previews. So she would go and do a, a show and then she'd blow her voice wow. and get terrible reviews. People saying she didn't sound right, like it didn't sound oh. good. And so her uh, standby was always going on. And the chorus eventually, because they thought wow. she, Patty was being a bit of a diva, because during rehearsal, she notoriously told the British actors from the West End show, I'm not a lame page, stop telling me what she did. So she kind of Good got her back her. up a bit, because she's like, no, like, let me discover the role for myself. Don't tell me what Elaine did and just expect me to repeat it. I will Good for her. learn the role myself. 
And they kind of didn't like that. So they thought she was a bit of a diva. So they started posting these standbys, great reviews in the, in the chorus dressing room against her bad reviews. So not the nicest cast, uh, but either way, lots of trials and tribulations read the book, but uh, she repeatedly no. lost her voice through the Los Angeles and San Francisco previews before heading to Broadway. And Lloyd Webber even has a note saying that she needed to improve her diction. Because they thought yeah, she, he says that in his memoir. Yes, he does. That uh, her diction is terrible. That he need that that, that he wants and her to then, improve it for the Broadway run. <laughs> so, <sighs> and then also in her and then also Patty Lapone talks all about how the ghost of Ava came to her repeatedly throughout the show. Run like the fact that the very famous Patty shot of her doing the famous V with her hands with the head tilted was actually something you actually could find a picture of Ava doing the same pose. Oh, that's great. And it came from yeah. So there's a lot of times where like <coughs> the ghost of Ava apparently was watching over Patty as she thinks. So very cool. Uh, eventually, the show uh, would uh, be as a, uh, um, a, 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 a led her to her first Tony Award. Uh, and she even went on to reprise the role of Ava in Australia after completing her run on Broadway because the Australian actress who was performing the role lost her voice to the oh. part. So there you go. Other notable members of the cast include Mandy Patinkin. I love Mandy Patinkin. I do too. We, my dad and I just saw him in concert in Toronto and it was magical. Oh, so many people. And for people who don't know, he is a theater and screen legend with Homeland, Criminal Minds, Princess Bride. So good. And then... But more than that, he was like George I know. in Sunny in the Park Sunny in the Park with George, and he was in Secret Garden. Secret Garden as Archibald Craven. The one role I've always wanted him to do, and I don't think he'll ever will because he did the role right before his dad passed away, was the role of Tevya in Fiddler on the Roof. My dad and I have both yeah, said if I he could, ever I totally right like I would love to see him do it and I would yeah. I would totally go to New York and pay four hundred bucks to see because you that that show would sell with him as Tevia oh, can you imagine how quickly those tickets would sell out oh like like overnight yes it would be sold yes that t- the entire run would be gone I would have loved to have seen the all Yiddish version I have the recording of the uh, there's a, there's an so album good. recording of it. And they also included all the cut songs from the show. So good. So I highly recommend buying that album because it's smart. fantastic. It's just very smart. And we'll talk about that album when we get to Fiddler next Woo! season. Uh, the other big name of the show was Bob Gunton, who played Peron. And do you know what he has been in that you may know? No. Did you ever watch Shawshank Redemption? Yeah. He plays the evil warden. No. Warden Norton. Oh. He is, that is him. He's a big Bob stage Gunton. and yeah, he does a lot of plays and he's done a lot of screen, but his big role is as the villainous warden in Shawshank. Um, Patty Lapone does not like Lloyd Webber. Oh like, hell no. No. She, you, you get, it, he talks about her diction. Yeah. Uh in the, she's this is from the New York Times magazine. <laughs> and uh he says, Oh, her diction's terrible, yeah. terrible, terrible. And she says, well, I, you know, I'm an emotional, organic actor. And sometimes I get in the way of me technically speaking clearly. Mm. 
So the fact that that criticism of my diction follows me around makes total sense. And then she's like, was Andrew Lloyd Webber talking about Sunset Boulevard? And the interviewer said he was talking about Evita. Mm. And she's like, how could he be talking about Evita? The whole thing is sung. He's a jerk. He's a sad sack. He is the definition of a sad sack. Oh, trust me. Just wait till you read <laughs> about what happened with her in Sunset. Like, <laughs> she does not like that man at all like that relationship is to- like apparently he wanted her for the film version of phantom with gerard butler and he wanted her to play carlotta oh yeah that makes sense and and and, and his I, and I think it was i think it was i think it was the director or the other producer time said andrew she hates you she doesn't talk to you uh so he's like oh yeah i guess i can't cast her um, so instead they got I me. I think he's a bit oblivious. I love as much as I love I Lloyd love Webber. Bill I and Lloyd Webber. As much as I love him, I think he is a very sensitive man who doesn't like criticism uh, for stuff. So when Patty got bad reviews for Sunset in the West End, um, he very famously cut her for Glenn Close breaking the contract. And he and Patty Lapone found out through a tabloid. He didn't have the audacity to come and talk to her himself, even though he was. Only an hour outside London at his uh, estate at, in Simminton. He, yeah, it was, it, you get you can get into he that. He cut Kat, Patty Lapone For Glenn Close. For Glenn Close? Yes. Well, he's nuts. He did that, and then just the way he treated her. Like, like I'm sorry. I, Glenn I, Close, whatever. Yeah. Like, I, She's never going to be a Patty Lapone. No. I mean, uh, that's the whole thing there. So I just go, I think he's a man who... It's very sensitive about people who criticize his work, and he. No. I also, also think, yeah, I, I, I also think he's bought in. A, I also think he's bought in a little bit too much to his own hype. We may cut all this part out. Uh, no, we can keep it. It's great to be critical. Mm. I don't think anything's wrong with being critical. I think you know. I don't. I don't know if it's that. I just don't. I don't know if he's. He strikes me as someone who's who's his fame has isolated him in a way. Yes. So he doesn't know how to socialize. Yes, and I maybe that's maybe there's something. I think. Well, I, I think he socializes within his own circles. Like he has his third wife and his I, children. But I don't think he's he's very awkward. I think he's also someone who is very. Um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, like you said, he's very isolated, and there's a there's a I don't want to say a falseness, but you know what we you and I talked about this this week, where after you and I watched auditions, there was. Something about certain auditions where you watch that and you just go, something. There's just something. Well, he's, oh, we're going to get into this further in, in um, Merrily We Roll Along. But uh, no, I, it goes beyond that with him. Mm. Like I, there's, there's something, there's just, um, and he's a genius. So there's, there's also yeah. a lot of geniuses possess kind of a, quirky it's not even i don't even it's not quirky quirky to me is like a positive it's kind of an insular Mm. um isolation yes and i i feel for him like i i met him once right you talked about that yeah where you where you got to give him his coat yeah and he's just very it's very awkward Mm. so I, i i don't know if he has like a a social sensor. Mm, you know? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Either way, 
There um, little commentary <laughs> on Lloyd Webber. Psychological debriefing on the state of mm-hmm. Lloyd Webber. So back to production uh, notes. Yeah. Uh, the production opened on Broadway at the Broadway Theater on the 25th of September, 1979, and closed June 26, 1983, after 1,567 performances and 17 previews. Yeah. Uh, The show uh, was initially not well-received by critics, as they thought the musical was about a Nazi sympathizer promoting Nazi ideology and fascism. Uh, Who's the Nazi sympathizer? Ava, Ava, the Perones, like they, like they let Nazis in to to Argentina, like that was a whole thing. Like they were very well, and also just the fact. Look at the government they ran. Like they, they were fascists. Like point blank, historically speaking, they weren't. They weren't. They they, they weren't for democracy. They like Peron even says in his one song, "It sucks that we have to get a like, like, like have elections for our causes. Like it's easier just to." say it and do it versus having to win yeah. elections every time. Like they're fascists. Like as much as I think they're great, they're interesting people, their government destroyed the people of Argentina who opposed them. They yes. shut down newspapers. They were very. Sounds like Donald Trump. Mm. Uh, chess. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So the, some of the critics thought they were fascists, but uh, the musical was proof popular with audiences and, and the musical went on to win an Outer Critics Circle Award for Best Lyrics for Tim Rice. So hmm. Tim Rice is always like, I don't know why I got this award. Like, if you didn't like my l- lyrics when you first saw it, like, hmm. why you give me this award? Yeah. Um, but the show itself at the Tonys uh, won Best Musical, Best Actress for Patti Lapone, Best Featured Actor for Mandy Patinkin, Best Director for Hal Perso. There you go, Hal. You did get your directing award for the Ta-da. EDM. Best Score and Best Book for Rice and Lloyd Webber, respectively. Uh, oh, and speaking of Donald Trump, apparently, according to a recent documentary I watched about Ava mm. in the musical, is Evita is President Trump's favorite musical, and he saw it multiple times in its original Broadway run. He loved the idea of the underdog story of someone rising to the top against all odds. Of course, who doesn't love that? Yeah, but there also is something about her rising in politics as well. Absolutely. And I can see why Trump would like this show. But he didn't have to rise. He was born into money. Yeah. There but was the, no I rise. Know, I know. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. If he ever does, if he does get reelected, God help us. But just watch his He's second. He's going to be impeached. In the House, but not in the Senate. The Senate won't. He controls the Senate. The McConnell... And his lackeys control the Senate. Yeah, but if they, he's they, impeached, they, he's impeached. He's got to get out. No, because if you're impeached in the House, you still have to be, the trial is then brought to the Senate, which is why Clinton w- was impeached in the House, but he wasn't evicted. There's been actually nobody, no president who has been impeached has ever actually had to uh, win, in, uh, has actually ever had the case win in the Senate to have them removed from office. Brief historical thing here. Uh, Andrew Jackson was impeached in the House, lost in the Senate. Uh, Nixon, before they even got to impeachment, resigned because he was like, I know how this is going to end. I don't want to be here for that. I'd rather leave on my terms. Yeah. Clinton was impeached in the House but lost in the Senate. And tr- well, because he did nothing wrong. Yeah, but still, he, he was impeached in the House but lost in the Senate. And we'll see that this again. even been a thing. I know. That's a whole other topic. That'll be a musical right there. Um, but and Stupid and then the last and then Trump, I because the Democrats control the House, they will impeach him, which they should. Uh, but he will lose. They will lose in the Senate, unfortunately, because unless they can really get rid of McConnell 
and find a lot of people to swing the vote, which I don't think they will because Trump's got his talons in that place. Uh, either way, uh, but you can see why this. So, so if he does get reelected, God help us. But he will end up singing "Don't Cry for Me." America on uh, uh, on the steps of the White House as his inaugural Probably. speech. Don't cry for yourselves. That's America. what we should have had the gentleman who did his Trump impression for us. Oh yeah. For yes. that audition, he should have. We should have him sing we "Don't Cry have. for Me" as Trump. Oh, that would have been brilliant. Either way, um, the other big thing about this musical is that it was adapted into a film. Mm. starring the uh, wonderful Madonna as Ava. Yes. And Antonio Banderas in one of his first uh, kind of big Hollywood roles as Che. And the fantastic Jonathan Price. We love Jonathan Price. As Peron. I, I, as much as I love him, I can see why people don't like him in Miss Saigon. Because that was him putting on yellow face and that was just not good. Yeah, that's that's never good. Yeah, so that's unfortunately, as much as I love you, Jonathan, you were fantastic in Game of Thrones, which Autumn needs to watch because his role as the villainous High Sparrow. But that's not, that wasn't his choice. No, it was Cameron McIntosh who kind of put him in that role. Yeah. But he was a great faggot in Oliver. Um, and then he's in the new Netflix movie called Two Popes, where he plays the current Pope, Pope Francis. And great. Anthony Hopkins plays Pope Benedict, and it's all about their relationship. Fantastic. And I saw Jonathan Price live on stage. Where? In England when I was there. Okay. Uh, and he was doing a Pinter play. Really? That's what he was doing? Yeah, I think it was Betrayal. Oh. It was excellent. Okay. He was excellent. Okay. So that's a whole other... Just tangent. Tangent. Either way, Jonathan Price as um, uh, Perron and then Jimmy Neal. Uh, as uh, Magaldi. Mm. Uh, Andrea, of course. Theron's mistress. Yes. Uh, the film was directed by Alan Parker, who originally wanted to make a film version of Les Miserables with Colm Wilkinson. But that fell oh, through. That would have been a novel, novel idea. Mm-hmm. But that fell through, so he turned his efforts to Evita. Which is great, too. Yeah. He could have done both. He could have. Alan Parker. He could have. Um... The other actress, so the role of Ava once again was in hot um, pursuit of people to play it. There, some of the big names who were going for the role include uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, who you actually can find her demo. It seems crazy, but you must believe there's nothing calculated, nothing planned. Please forgive me. After saying hello, telling strangers I'm too good to miss. If I'm wrong, I hope you'll tell me so. But you really should know I'd be good for you. I'd be surprisingly good for you. Um, no. Meryl Streep was no. and Glenn Close. No. We're no, all vying no. for the role. 
And no. But Donna, I can't. I never want to see. I love Meryl Streep. But not in a musical? I never want to see her in another musical (laughs) ever again. I don't want to see Glenn Close in a musical. Guys, please, just cast Patti LuPone or Elaine Page again. (laughs) Although, this alternative actually, for this movie, worked. Yes, because Madonna... Mm. heavily campaigned for the role even writing a letter to uh parker the director listing the reasons why he should cast her in the part so she was she even went and took more singing lessons so she could improve her range to try and hit some of those ava notes look at she's not a great singer Madonna is, but she did something. She did really well with this part. I will say this, and if all the role, it's her, yeah, like, she is Avita Perone. Yeah. She's that self-made go get a woman. I'm gonna climb. I'm going to achieve. She's a businesswoman. Like yeah, Madonna is. She's a brand. She's, she's she, branded herself. She is a master of business. Like, just she just the, the talent is secondary mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in a big way. Yeah. She knew how to market herself. Yeah. Uh, so the film was shot in Argentina. Nice. And Madonna was the one who had to go speak to the president to help secure the rights to actually go film on the real Casa Rosada, the Pink Palace, mm. where Ava did do her famous speeches from. So basically Madonna went into the president's office after he had denied the film crew access. Great. And she did something uh, and made it happen. Because she's Madonna. Yeah. So that's why you cast her. So. Like... And so they filmed the scenes at the Casa with 4,000 extras. Yeah. Many older extras who actually were present uh, for the real Ava speeches because they were kids at the time. Amazing. Look now, grown. I love that. And the film itself uh, received mixed to negative reviews, many calling it bland and boring, which I don't get. I don't either. Uh, and the film only won the Oscar for Best Original Song for You Must Love Me, which we'll get into. How did I come to this, Little Beast? Yes. I mean, I my we I think we had the concept album. Great. But I was a huge musical theater kid, so you would have found it either way. I I found it. I found I used to listen to these things on my tape player in, in the car, my <laughs> little Chevette. Your little Chevette. Uh, and I would just sing along. Um, that we did it in Oshawa, but I I. I don't, have I ever seen another live version of this? I don't know. Ooh. I think maybe I, I must have. Maybe not, though. Mm-hmm. But it's one that I've always gone to. I love this musical, and I'm glad you chose it. Thank you. Yeah, it's great. Yes. Okay. okay. Uh, for me. Mm. Uh, Let uh, me guess. Well, Let me guess. Okay. Stage heroes. Stage heroes. Cole Wilkinson's thing. No. No? No, this is the Andrew Lloyd Webber gold. Oh, so so close. It's true. Same compilation CD, but on that one, it had the Oh, What a Circus with David Essex and Don't Cry For Me with Julie Covington. Yes. I had that as well. Right? Yes. And so it was funny. So the first time I ever saw anything of it was... uh, was when the film came on on the Disney Channel Saturday Night Movie, and we had my family friend. Our family friends were over, and they called all of us down and said, "Come down here. There's something on you should watch." And the movie had just started, so we haven't missed anything. So funny. I love and that. it was Evita, 
And so sure enough, we all sat through the three hour long film and me being glued. Yeah. I also trying to figure out where the heck I'd seen Jonathan Price because I was like, I know his face. Yeah. Turns and it turns out it was because I just seen Pirates of the Caribbean. And oh, yeah. he's in that. So uh either way. Uh, we watched that, but the big joke was at the end, we all were just like waiting for Ava to die because it just drags on and on and on. And I remember all of us just chuckling because we were like, is she dead? Oh, no, not yet. We got another like <laughs> camera shot of her lying there with the candle. Like, let's go. <laughs> like, it just goes. Like, that. that's the part of the show where it needs to be tightened up a bit. But I remember watching that. And so I actually went out with my allowance money and bought the CD of the film recording because mm. we love that. Yeah. And then I saw the Stratford production they did of it oh. with um, uh, uh, Juan Caron. Uh, Juan Kiorn. Juan Kiorn as Peron, Josh Young as um, uh, Che, oh. and Chalina Kennedy as Ava. However, I saw her on a Sunday matinee, and she was out sick. And you nah. hear the whole audience do the classic. At this performance, the role of Ava, you should perform by Chalina Kennedy. We play by, I forget who was her understatement. but you hear the whole audience just go, oh. oh. <laughs> like, it was the last show we were seeing that two weeks to the Stratford Shakespeare School. And this was the one I was like, dying to see because yeah. they had kiss me kate there that year they had yeah. um we'll talk about kiss me kate um at least let's not <laughs> i think that was also the year of the scottish play with Comfior and cyrano de bougerac oh yeah uh so there's a few hits there are a few misses they did julius caesar that year too um but i was dying to see ava because they had done superstar last the previous year or, or sorry no the, or sorry the next year was superstar they did evita first Let's find out who was directing that. Um, understudy. Chalina Kennedy and Evita. Lindsay Roxel. All right. Lindsay, you were great. You proved you could do it. Fun stuff. Okay. So, uh, Autumn, let's move on to the top three songs ah. of the musical. Do, 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 do. Um, what is your number one, Autumn? My number one. Oh, this is hard. I'm going to say a waltz for Ava and Che. So what are my chances of honest advances? I'd say low. Better to win by admitting my sin than to lose with the halo. That almost made list. That's like a number four for me. I love and it. The reason why I love it is they are both so complicated. Yes. And so alike. Yes. One has made it. One is dying to make it. And one will. Well, and Che is on his way to making becoming as famous as Ava mm, in his I own right. I, I don't know if he ever realizes his own fame, whereas she does. Yes. So it's it, like I don't think he would realize that he would be on T-shirts. True. For years to come. Yes, which people um, I don't people please don't wear Che Guevara t shirts. Like he wasn't he was he wasn't the he wasn't a good person in history, like what he did in Cuba. Yeah. Not great. Him and Fidel Castro, what they did to that country. But he's was, com- like they're complicated. They're complicated people, but I just go we, we idolize we have him on t shirts, but I just go he's not the figure to have on your t shirts. Well but, he was a revolutionary. Yeah. Apparently for the people. Apparently, but mm, mm. I don't know. Uh, but it's debatable. yeah, but that whole song, like, it's just great because you, because it, it's two people. It's almost like anything you can do. I can do better. 
where they're yeah. going at it with each other. And it's like, I can see both sides of your argument here where it's like, yeah, well, you're just a reflection. Yeah. It's like they're, they're each other's angel and devil in, True. in any given moment because yes. they are literally the exact same person. Yeah. They're so similar. Mm -hmm. And that is the reason why they just, they're in debate. Mm -hmm. But I, I do, I love, I love it. I love this song. My, my sister and I used to sing that in the car all the time. Oh, yeah. Like, because it's just great. It's do 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 do, and then well, and then tell the, me before you get onto your high horse, horse just what you, you expect, expect me to do. do. I don't care what the bourgeoisie say. Like once again, Tim Rice with those zinger lyrics that just oh, they just the get you right. Say. It's like let's see what other good lyrics there are. Well, they're just both. They're so scrappy. Yeah. Well, and, they both come from that. They both come from that background of. Yeah, tell me before. Act two arguably is my is uh, oh can, is way better. Yeah, well, well, it's because Ava's now in power, and you see her really just taking the reins of things. But there's so many great things. Yeah, uh, like you have. Um, tell me before I waltz out of your life, before turning my back on the past. Mm -hmm. Forgive my impertinent behavior. But how long do you think this pantomime can last? Yeah, like who gets impertinent and pantomime into lyrics and makes that sound Tim good. Rice. Only him. But then there's like, there is evil ever around the fundamental system of government quite incidental. And then Ava says, so what are my chances of honest advances? I'd say low. Better to win uh, by admitting my sin than to lose with the halo. And I hate to say it, but Trump is like living that. Where like, he's full on admitted what he did in the Ukraine. Yuri Giuliani admitted it too, but he goes, I'm going out like, well, what did you want me to do? Yeah. It's something he does very well. He's very yes. honest. Like, he'll oh, yeah. admit that he's an idiot. Yes. And he's made his choices the way he wanted to make them. There's yeah. been no, he will not apologize. No. For anything he has done to climb. Yes. So, she's like, the same. Absolutely. And it's, oh, there's so, there's so many great lyrics in here. I, he, I, we just sing the damn song. He's entitled. And he is. she wasn't. Well, I, mm, that's different. She comes into. Um, she became entitled. Yeah, after but, yeah, yeah after moving through the ranks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but oh, she wasn't so entitled. Not the beginning, but yeah. No, she's Patty Lapone is also this. I mean, yep. at the age of four, Patty Lapone was like, "I know what I want to do, it's and true. I'm not going to be in the chorus." No. Yeah. Well, she was Louise and Gypsy on, on at the patio players. Like she, you go, girl. Like she knew what she wanted, and she you're knew right. What she wanted. Yeah. She was and going she for it. Unapologetically got I, it. I, like if you follow Patty's career, like all through Julia, where everybody underestimated her and put her down. Like like what she went through and then the fact she just comes back fighting. It's like she is Ava. As well, she's like she's not she's not she has a very unique look. Yes. She has a very unique sound. Well, she's which like could Merman. limit her. Yeah, but it doesn't. But she used it to her advantage. Yeah. And, you know, talk about someone, we, we, I think we were talking about this a little bit earlier, at the ordinary. When you, when you are born looking extraordinary, mm -hmm. how boring your life must be because yes. you don't have to work. Everyone just goes, oh, here, here is everything. Yes. And when you're born kind of into money at the same time mm -hmm. as well, mm -hmm. your work ethic is different. Yeah. Right? And Patti Lapone knew she was going to have to, she was tough. Yeah. She was resilient. Yes. Absolutely. So there you go. Yeah. Great, great choice, Autumn. Waltz for Tina, though. Yes. 
Uh, my number one is Don't Cry For Me, Argentina. Don't cry for me, Argentina. The truth is I never left you. All through my wild days, my mad existence, I kept my promise. Don't keep your distance. Also great. I can't dispute that. Like it is Although the pinnacle of the show. It is the pinnacle of the show. It is like the eleven o'clock number, but it's at the top yeah. of Act Two. Yeah. And it just it captures politics perfectly. Where they're mm. speaking words to you and they're empty. They're empty words that are just trying to catch that sound bite with the masses. Like, like you watch the Democratic debates now and everybody's just trying to get that sound bite that the media will spin for you. Well, it's like watching Stephen Lecce try to defend his choices as the education minister. Yeah, that too. I'm like, you're joking. Yeah. But it's just, oh, like this song is so good. And this song, like, I, I, like even Lloyd Webber says, it's all lies. Like, it's just all of politics is lies. It's true. It's 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 just a it's just a soulless shell of a song. But yet, people mm. like audiences have bought into it over the years. People love the song, including us. Uh, but it's like, what's it really saying? It. Nothing. It's really like just. A hollow victory for Ava, where she go, where she's orchestrated this perfect moment of herself on the Casa Rosada in the white dress, like just—it's optics. Yeah, optics. Like she played the optics, and it's her moment of triumph in the show. Because after that, it just descends for her. Like she gets sick very quickly. Yeah. Che talks about it in high flying door where he goes, "Where do you go from here? You've reached it's the sales the pin- pitch, right? yeah the top of your ladder. Like you're 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 like you know, there's only one way to go, honey, and it's down the ladder." See, this is again. not my favorite song because it's kind of BS. Like, it's but that's what I love pitch. about it. It's it's BS, but it's so well written BS. Like Rice's lyrics once again are so good. Like I, like it's just her well, it's a fun job. Yes, yes. But and it's but it's amazing. Like, as a piece of propaganda. It's perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. But it also makes me stop and go, are we so gullible? Yep. And the answer is, yes. looking at the state of our politics. We are. We are. And it goes back to what we were saying in parade, is people yep. buy into this notion of tradition yep. and, and hearing what mm-hmm. they want to hear. Mm-hmm. Rather than exercising full yep. judgment, yep. not even good judgment, just full judgment yep. on <coughs> what they, mm-hmm. what what the facts are, yep. mm-hmm. right? Yep. And I also, what I love about this song is the audience is in on this con moment of the show. Yeah. Where, where she says like, and as for fortune and as for fame, I never invited them in, but we all go. You totally did. You sought that out the minute you got to Buenos Aires and you moved your way right up the rungs to get there. And the audience, but at the same time, we're, we're, we're struggling with those opposites where we go, we know what you're saying is false, but at the same time, we're like the people around the Casa Rosada who are cheering you on because we're all watching your life story and going, yes, if you can yeah, do it, I can, I do, can it. do it. Right? And so, oh, it's, it's so great. It's so great. I love it. I wish somebody would do this as like an inaugural speech or use it as part of their inaugural like or or, or part of their campaigns because it would work. Like I get like I get Rice to rewrite some of the lyrics like "Don't Cry for Me, Canada." That's just like begging to be somebody's political song. 
I am dying to hear that. <laughs> I really am. I just, oh, it's so good. It's so good. Um, I love it. Yeah, okay. Okay. I, yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. What's yeah. your number two? Um, The Rainbow High and Rainbow Tour. I came from the people They need to adore me So Christian Dior me From my head to my toes I need to be dazzling I want to be rainbow high They must have excitement And so must I That is my number three But I love it it's 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 rice at his best. It's so good. Like so many great lines they were where it's like, I'm their savior, that's what they call me. So Lauren, but call me. Anything, Anything goes. goes. I need to or, be dazzling. I need to be or it's like I came from the people, they need to adore me. So Christian Dior me. Oh my goodness, like his lyrics, like this is like where taking, rice taking someone out of the gutter and yeah. throwing some perfume and mm-hmm. some Nice clothing. <laughs> yeah. Well, she almost becomes like Marie Antoinette in that moment where like, yeah. especially in the film version with Madonna, where you see her going through all these outfits. It's like, I can see why eventually people started turning on you because yeah. you going for all this, ju- like, unfortunately she bought into her own hype and uh, just kind of let herself get dragged. Hubris like, always yeah. has a big fall. It's true. But the song... It's just, and the rainbow tour, it's it's great because once again, it's exposition, but it's done in a fun way. It's great where it's Perone watching her yeah. via like a, a a film clip of what she's up to, and I love the one line of where she's meeting with the admiral. Oh yeah, and she goes, "They call me a whore. <laughs> I can't believe they actually call me a whore." And then he goes, "It's an easy mistake." Yeah, it's a, <laughs> whatever. I'm still called an admiral, even though I long left the sea. <laughs> It's like, oh, it's <laughs> like, trying to make it better. And yeah. Stay in the grave. Yeah. But, right? the, uh, yeah. but then it's also like the Pope denied a visit. Oh, but she got some rosary beads. So, hey. And oh, hey, That's Mussolini, he's going to be in the round for the next like 10 years. So, yeah. hey, we're going to be best buddies here. We're going to be fine. We're going to be oh, fine. Oh, sorry. Not Mussolini. Franco. 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 Yeah. But it's like, oh, like once again, it's, it's, it's that dark side of politics where the machinations of this country, uh, of Ava and, um, and Juan are just... They're they're laying they're they're let you can see them laying the groundwork for the future, but unfortunately that future gets snapped out from under them. Yeah. But you can see them in that in the Rainbow Tour and Rainbow High where they're just building that world for themselves that they've worked that at the end of Act One they talk about in, in a New Argentina, which we'll get to. Yes. Mm-hmm. So what is your number three? Um I'm looking it up right now. Do you want me to do mine then? Yes. Okay. It's mine. Argentina. It is. It absolutely is. Once again, it's it's show it's a song showing Ava's puppet mastering of Perone in her in, in, in getting them into power and just how good she is 
at working mm. the uh, working the descamisados and whipping them up into a a a mob basically that that gets Peron out of prison, and at the same time you have Peron's thugs who are removing obstacles. Like I, I, they say to um, Che, we 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 have ways of making of making you vote for us, or at least or are having you abstain. And it's like, <laughs> like, like there. And then, as we talked about Peron's great line of, it's annoying we have to uh, 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 fight elections for our causes, the inconvenience having to win the majority. Yeah, like it's just great. Like it's, it's politics. It's like it's, it's politics. But it's like one day more. It's one day it's more. It's a great way to end that. It form. is, and especially especially when we watch the Tony Awards where they all come out with the torches and the Ava signs. Yes. and also Patty missing uh, Bob Gunton's arm when she tries to link up with them. Oh yeah, and she just misses and just does a right down right down to the side. But her coming out dead stage center, just doing the he supports you for he loves you understands you he's one of you. Oh, that's good. Thank you. Wow. Uh, yeah. Oh, yes. like it just goes. And once again, it's the phrase a new Argentina is eerily similar to make America great again. Oh, 100%. And it's a slogan. It's, of all slogans. It is. And oh yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and we know what Evita is. She's a fascist, but it's like, we still buy into her concept of the new Argentina. That everybody's talking about. Well, of course we do, because she's a convincing fascist, mm-hmm. and much just, like Donald Trump to many people. Yes, where he's where he said, "We'll make America or great again." Doug Ford, and he's and it, also yeah. a convincing fascist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But unfortunately, he, he didn't have a good slogan like like Ava and Trump. Well, I, and once again, which makes me think have a brain like no Trump but, um, either. But well, it makes it's me think about story. when Trump was doing his campaign. Was he thinking about Avita? Because we know it's his favorite show. Was he Maybe. thinking about, hey, a new Argentina? What can I say that's similar that will connect to these people? America great again. And look at it; makes a nice little acronym. Yes, MAGA. Yes, and with and with and with and with a new Argentina, it's not. It's it's Ava saying it's 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 the dark side of politics again, where you have the politicians saying coming and going. I'm not going to be like those past people. We're going to do a new world. Yeah, much like Obama. Where he came in and said, we're going we're, 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 we're to make the world anew. And it's like, oh, it's it's taking that idea of, of yeah. people and just whipping them in in another way. It's just, it's politics. It's great. And this song is fantastic. And as, as I said, it's a great, and as you said, it's a great act one closer. Where at the end you're yeah. like, yeah, let's go off into act two. Oh, crap, she's going to die. And yeah. Which gets, leads me to my third song. Which is? Is The Lament. Which one is that? The final, the choice. Oh, yes. Remember, I was very young then. And the year was forever and a day. So what use could 50, 60, 70 be? saw the lights and I was on my way Oh how I lived 
Okay, I like that. There's another part of her death I don't like. I don't have any prize that I yeah. desire. See, that part I like. Like, her and her yeah. final broadcast are great. There's I could burn with the, yeah. Brightest fire. Yeah. Or else, or else I could choose time. So good. And it's so true. Of all those people who die young. Like, I'm sure Kennedy, if he could talk, I wonder if he would say the same thing. Where he would go, I went out early, but the legacy and what I did in my time. People will remember me. Yes. I gave some great speeches. I did some things for civil rights. I got us through the Cold That's War. That's why Assassins as a musical is so good. Stay tuned for season four. Because they will be remembered. They will. And it's one of those things, yeah. Well, I, I, what I, do you I, want your legacy yeah. to be? And is I, it to just be remembered or is it to be remembered for... Certain thing. Being a fascist. Well, I, see, that's the thing where I don't think Ava saw herself as an evil fascist. She no. was someone who went, I took the power and I did what like, I thought I had to do. do. And yeah. on top of that, like for the most like, part of it, like people still, there are still people who love Peron and, and Ava in sure. Argentina. Like there are people who adore them and go, I learned to write because every day in class I had to write, Ava loves me yeah. in my notebook. And that taught me how to read and write. And yeah, like there's certain sure. things they do and it's great. But at the same time, we know she also squashed a lot of people in her, in her way to get to power. Wow. Yes. But, oh my goodness. Yeah. The lament, it's a great mm-hmm. ending. It's, it's almost like another, it's almost like Fontaine's death in Les Mis, where it's that on the deathbed, sing a great song. Patty Lapone lamenting all the time. And it's funny cause she's, and she played and she wanted to play the original Fontaine in, 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 in Les Mis in the West End. She and did. It, she did. She, yeah. she was the OG Fontaine and she played Nancy and Oliver briefly with Ron Mooney before it closed. Oh, that's interesting. But once again, she was like, I was tired of playing crying and dying roles because <laughs> Yeah. She played three of them in a row, and I'm like, I don't blame you, honey. Like, you got, you had a lot of death on, on you there for a bit. There's a lot of crying and dying. Yeah. But it's so good. It's a great death song. There's never any men crying and dying. No. Bill John's got a good death song. But it's not crying. He could be crying if you directed it that way. I suppose. I find crying infinitely boring to watch on stage. Well, that's true. It's like, it, it's like what you say. Make it ten years past the moment... Make it, you've lived it. You're moving forward. I just find it boring. It mm-hmm. releases all your energy. Yeah. Nowhere to go. Well, yeah. there's one place to go. You die. <laughs> so that's the only time you're allowed to cry. Yeah. Right before you die. Done. Exactly. Done. Um, but yes, fantastic. Yeah, uh, it's a great show. Yeah, it is a lament. really. Now, there are three songs I don't like. Oh. Mm-hmm. Do you have three? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my number one is the montage. Which takes place right before the lament. Basically, Ava's re- basically it's a recap of the entire goddamn show. Okay. And it's go and you have apparitions of Magaldi coming in doing the Ava beware of the city. And you got right. the chorus going, 
Santa, Santa Evita. Do, 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 do. And it's it just it's like I don't need a recap. We're all, it's already a long freaking show. We've had a great moment with the final broadcast. Just let her die. Like let's go. Yeah. Move it along, okay. good people. Yeah, the montage I can go. I, I I I I'm sure it's a how Prince of Y was in there as like a state cool stage one where you have them moving around the her and seeing her moving life flash before eyes. Yeah. 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 But it's like okay, people, move forward. Amazing. Kill it. I agree. Kill it. Mm-hmm. What's next for you? Um. Please, dear Lord, just get rid of Magaldi. I like Magaldi. I hate him. I hate him. He's slimy. Yeah, but that's 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 a, that's a he's such a great character because you need you general. need him. You need him to to get her to get out of um, Hunin. You need him for that story, and and also it's great when he comes back at the uh, relief concert and 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 he goes, Ava, your act has, your act hasn't changed that much, and she goes. Neither has yours, and it's like like they're both zinging each other, and, and they're both using each other, which is great. And, that's, and it's that's fine. And, that's and you need him for the plot, and plus also he's got the great line of Ava, beware of the city. Well, that's fine. It's keep, hungry keep, and cold, can't keep, be controlled. Keep that. Keep, like, keep Ava, beware of the city. Yeah. Just On this Lord. night of a thousand I stars. On this night of a thousand stars Let me take you to heaven's door Where the music of love's guitars Plays forevermore <laughs> That song I do find gets a little bit redundant, but I think that's the point of it. It's meant to be a generic, like there's a reason why he only sings that one song repeatedly throughout the show. When you see him, and it's because it's he's a general Joe Schmo guy with a guitar. But that's not interesting. Yeah, but we move on from him pretty damn quickly. I know, but that's why we don't need him. Yeah. Like I just I find him I find him a generalization, almost a caricature of what they think a South American singer is, rather than oh, absolutely, him. and then and then, then also because we don't really know how Ava got out of Hunin to 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 um. Uh, Buenos Aires. I'd rather hear her sing a song about her client. Mm, that could work. I, I don't know. Be like a, a counterpart for a waltz with Ava and Shay with a bunch of other people. Her family, maybe. Her family, other men. Yeah. How she got to where she is. Or you know what? Just start the show with uh, Magaldi getting ready to leave uh, for, for, for Buenos Aires after his concert. And, 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 and you just get right into Ava Beware of the City. Sure. Which That's works funny. for me. Yep. Yeah. 100%. Um, okay. Uh, next for me is I'd be surprisingly good for you. I'm not talking of a hurried night, a frantic tumble, then a shy goodbye, creeping home before it gets too light. That's not the reason that I caught your eye Which has to imply I'd be good for you I'd be surprisingly good for you It's boring. It's so, it's yeah. such a, I don't feel any heat in this song. There's not. No, it's just cold and. It, it, it's supposed to be. Yeah, but, uh, I don't think they have a relationship based on love. I do. No. 
I think I think well, well, maybe it's the direction because in the film version with Jonathan Price's Perun, you can see, and that's why that song "You Must Love Me" is such a great addition because it shows in that moment. Oh, he does love Ava not just because of her political machinations, and Ava realizing, oh crap. Somebody actually love me. I, they're not just using me for they'll their leave game. That in, but, but yeah. But I, like the I, song itself, like it's just kind of like this is their moment. Like this is the iconic duo of the show. I think it's give flirty. them a little bit more. I oof. Think, no, I think it's flirty, and I think yeah. she he they their rewards are cyclical. I don't mm. think she's the only one that benefits from this. Oh heck no! He knows what he's getting into because he See, knows her history. It's a deal. It's he knows a, that she lies when you. When he says, "Are are are you here on your own?" and she does the, "Yes," it's like right there. You know that 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 she's buying into you because she sees where you're going, and he knows if she can move up the ranks like she has, then clearly she's got some brain to her. Well, and that's also sexy. Yeah, like I think there's lust, mm-hmm. and maybe it grows into love. Yeah. but I think they're, I think they know. That it's a business deal. Their, oh, absolutely. Their relationship is a business deal. Yeah. And I find that surprisingly sexy. <laughs> I love to see how you would direct this particular that song. That would be very sexy. Because, right, because the way I, because musically it's, <coughs> it, it's cold. And you need to do something directorially to make it fascinating. Because, yeah, we've had so many great numbers uh, up yeah. to this point, whether it's the um, uh, Good Night and Thank You, Buenos yeah. Aires. Uh, all those types of songs, and then you get to this, and it's like cold water being chucked on the heat of the show. It's like, oh. Mm, I don't know. I think it's just in the way you do it. It's true. Could I, be. I like it. I okay. like it. My last one, however, is another suitcase in another hall. Call in three months' time, and I'll be survive anyhow I won't recall the names and places of this sad occasion but that's no consolation here and now so what about now That almost made this list. Why? We don't need, need the, mitri- the mistress. We don't need her. See, I like what they did in the film version with Madonna singing that. Even though I know why they did it was because they gave Madonna another damn song. But it works when it's Madonna singing after she's been rejected by Magaldi. Take that up and replace... On this Night of a Thousand Stars? Mm-hmm. Well, that work. I could do yes. it. Yes. I could see that. And then you can keep it because who cares about Perone's mistress? Yeah. I don't. She doesn't show up again in the show. No. she's. It's not even a plot device that's worth having in there. No. I agree with that. And it's a nice song, but it'd be uh, so much more interesting to slightly alter the lyrics and have Avita sing it at the top of the show. Mm-hmm. 
I like that. That could work. Thank you. I, I, I can see how that could work. Yeah. I like that. Okay, what's your third one? It's a tie. Oh, so, a tie. yeah, I couldn't decide between the two, so I'll give both. Okay. The first one is The Art of the Possible. Has no rules. Is not precise. One rarely acts the same way twice. Once burns no device. Practicing the art of the possible. Which we briefly talked about in the in the beginning of the episode. I like that. It's it, once again, it's slow and it's just guys in rocking yeah, chairs. Like, yes, it's great. I like slow songs, but they have to be. There has to be taking so- them off one by one. Yeah, but it, but they don't do it in an interesting way. It's just rocking chair. Like, uh, 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 it's not like Perron's sneaking up and stabbing him in the back. It's just oh, and he gets up and he leaves, and oh, he gets up and he leaves, and at the end, it's just Perron sitting rocking in the rocking chair, being he is won the, the game. The, the one. Yes, but it's just... That's great. It's just kind of boring. How I loved your vision. I thought that was great. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. The other one is the Requiem. It's just, it just becomes what? screeching. It's like it just goes and goes. Yeah. It, okay. it, it, and it just and it just becomes screaming by the chorus. And I'm like, I get it, Lloyd Webber. You like writing requiems for yourself. He does. He does do that. <laughs> and I get it's ready to start with a funeral, but start you start with oh what a, like um oh what a circus. That's a great opening to the show. Oh, no, it, a Requiem is a, re- I think it's really. No, because it just, it's just like. Dum, 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 dum. It's great. That, that beginning, the cinema with the. T- oh, the I don't mind that part. I I, I like the cinema. Like, and then it's like this big. I know, but like just cut it short. Morning. I guess so, but cut it short. Just get to, oh, what a circus. Because that's where the fun is. That's where it's like. Yeah. Che is basically looking at all this going. This what is the heck? This is a joke. But you need the overdoing. Oh, I guess for so. him to go. You need the opposite God, to show. What a circus! Yeah, I guess for him to bring in that satire. I guess so. Voice. It, yeah, I don't know because it is. It's over the top. It's well, the whole country went into mourning. Like it was like everything mm-hmm. stopped historically speaking well, when she it died. Would be when the queen dies. Yeah, but the, the queen's earned that though. Well, I don't think Ava's earned it like the Queen has. She did though. She she showed, won the people. She showed that anything is possible. I guess so. But it's yeah, it's, it's that thing of I get it. The requiem is it's something you need, but it's like short it up, people. Like it it just like gets it. so big, so over the top, where it's just cacophonous. And it's like, oh, people. Yeah, but other than that, great show, fantastic. And now we're on to the yes. 
It should be. Absolutely. It's, like, it's great political commentary. Do it on do it on the steps of the White House right now. Uh, sure. Absolutely. Like it's just so good. And it just talks about the idea of how politics can be manipulated to fit anybody, whether you're Well, it's kinda like that thing with parade. Yes. Like when you throw music onto an argument, anything is possible. It's true. It's the art of the possible. Um, it's amazing that no one has thought of that in the Trump regime yet. Don't give them ideas, that, Autumn. Don't give them ideas. Or the Doug Ford. Actually, Doug Ford did do it. He came up with this this little catchy jingle tune to go with Ontario. Let's make Ontario great or whatever. Mm-hmm. Ontario is awesome. And it played over and over on my videos, like my Netflix. And, <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to kill someone because it's catchy. And it's good. And it's, it's amazing. Uh, it's a piece of propaganda. Yeah. Well, this whole musical is propaganda. But and it's great. That's why Madonna was great. Yes. Because she's propaganda. She is a piece of propaganda. Yeah. And hey, man, kudos to her. Yeah. Because I cannot think of anyone more clever than Madonna. There are there are millions of talented people out there, naturally gifted. Who think they're awesome but have not had to work for it, mm-hmm. and therefore they uh, become redundant. Mm, preach. They become redundant, and people who have to work for it, I think it's far more interesting. Absolutely, they're, uh, they're far more gifted in many ways. Mm-hmm. So both of us agree. Bring the show back. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it was just, I mean, it was just revived on Broadway, but bring it back again. Do we it always again. Can learn it again and again and again and again. 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 Love it. Okay. Um, message from our dear composer Brody about Check his new out. album coming out. He's currently on Spotify. Father Flozes uh, over just hit over a thousand uh, listens for his first album, and he's got a new one coming up. Uh, coming in early twenty twenty, co- a, a collab with producer Wavy Matt, and the project is called Wavy Flow. So stay tuned for that, everybody. Brody's fantastic. Just. Yeah. Listen, listen to it. It's got great lyrics as well. Autumn, where can they find you? Autumn DM Smith on all social media platforms or at littlewoodsmith.com. Also Littlewood Smith at all social media platforms as well. Perfect. And I'm at all social media platforms as Mackenzie <laughs> Horner. Uh, just look for the ginger guy there. Uh, thank you again for listening. And we'll hopefully see you in a musical, enjoy a theater, enjoying some musicals. Thank you, everybody. Have a great day. Ciao, ciao, ciao. ciao. Goodbye. Evita Peron, the Santa of Argentina.